And the grand prize winner, the Hypnotoad. All glory to the Hypnotoad. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 7, The Day the Earth Stood Stupid. So, you know, I usually have a bit here, but then I realized I I am pretty stupid. So that seems to be a pretty good bit that the whole thing of the whole podcast seems like a pretty good bit for an episode that that's, discusses that's a stupid long con there mm-hmm. uh two whole seasons plus seven episodes just for our listeners to find out that you're stupid i mean if we if they go back through the archives there I are hints there yes we've subtle we've, subtle hints we haven't made it very overt but i think i think the game is the game is afoot now or i guess what's no a foot is means it's in progress it is completed there's no more game to be had. I am I am not I'm, I'm a dumbman. The game is no longer feet. The game is no longer feet, exactly. Okay, great. I'm glad we got that out of the ro- the the way so we can do this podcast about us being dumb and also maybe Futurama perhaps. <laughs> Mostly us being dumb, let's be fair. I mean, we've got our mo mm-hmm. and we do that and for some reason people listen to that it's true i i do have a request should we discuss the uh the current situation in uh, the heat room as i have decided to call it just in this moment my living room slash official studio of back to the futurama yes i'm going to call it the heat room what is the current status of the heat room uh the current status of the heat room is Mildly hot will continue to get hotter, so we should probably talk about Futurama instead of the heat room. Well, usually it'd be very hot, so the fact that it's moderately hot is pretty good, because it was warm today. That's true. It was. How's the weather in Portland, the podcast? This is very interesting (laughs) for all the people listening. I was trying to get you so you could brag about your curtains. I don't really feel like bragging about curtains on a (laughs) podcast. I keep that to candles. Oh, okay. I thought this was the curtain cast. I misunderstood. No, no, no. Candles only. And that's more of a wintertime thing because it's too hot to burn candles. But be prepared for that. Oh, I look forward to that when it comes back around. When that cold Portland winter comes back around and it's time for candles. This bit is dead to me. Let's go on to the episode. The day the earth this stood bit? stupid. <laughs> yes. Uh, which which we've uh, adequately... Uh, given you a feel for in our opening patter be prepared for a lot of that uh so we open up with a shot of the planet tweenus 12 which suddenly explodes and a bunch of brains fly out of it kind of where it was yeah Mm -hmm. implied or not implied shown that they exploded it themselves um and it's shown that it's one day's brain flight away from earth I just, it, 
it makes me wonder how fast brain flight is. Well, we'd know, need to know the distance between Earth and Tweenus 12, wouldn't we? It does cut over to a shot of sort of like a galaxy. Sure. Or maybe not necessarily a galaxy, but more like toward the center of the Milky Way galaxy. So it's got to be light years. Um, then those those brains are booking it. I don't have any clever things to say to that. Even with the conclusion of this episode, you can, brains booking, booking it, bu- bu- booking it. Oh God! It. Okay. Sorry for those who have not watched the episode yet. That we put a pin in that one. Wow. Okay. Setting setting up those pins to knock him down. Hey, give me one clever thing, just one, please. In the whole podcast. All right. Cool. You Excellent. got it. Thank you. Tr- trust me. The fact that I got to one is pretty impressive. Meanwhile, on Earth. They are at a pet show at Madison Cube Garden. It's sort of is I mean it's a big pet show of all sorts of types of creatures mm-hmm. and Leela is deciding that she's going to submit Nibbler to this pet show. Yeah, they've been training really well recently. Uh she then tries to get him to I believe roll over or sit. Yeah, uh, I think roll over. Um and says roll over for the ham. Roll over. You want the ham? Roll over. Aren't you so cute? Here's a ham. She's maybe not the best trainer. She descri- described that as rigorous training. I'd like a little rigorous training, if you know what I mean. But you're a vegetarian. You wouldn't want a ham. I mean, I'd still take the ham. If you were just like, hey, Ben, you're adorable. Here's some ham. I'd be like, all right, cool. Uh, so if you're looking for a pickup <laughs> line, that seems like a pretty good one. Hey, you're adorable. Have some ham. I think that could work most of the time. Uh, one of these days we need just to get a whole big list of all of the really bad pickup lines we have <laughs> generated through this magical podcast. <laughs> if you ever use that, that particular pickup line, which I think, and I, this one's probably the best of the bunch so far, please tweet at back to Futurama. Alternately, if you're on the other side of it and you get some free ham out of the deal, like we also want to know that. Actually, I want to know more about that. <laughs> Because you, I'm, you want to hear more from the ham hammy, not the hammer. Oh. The hammer is my <laughs> <laughs> excellent, um, Doctor Horrible reference. Wow, so fantastic, um, <laughs> uh, fantastic focus today. So uh-huh. the professor finds out that the prize is five hundred dollars and a year's supply of dog food. My note just says Bender and Zoidberg are interested, respectively. It's true. It's uh, just a very mechanical way to write that sentence. Yeah, good the job. Fu- the funny ben. joke was it was removed of all funny and joke parts. But yeah, they're they're really interested in yep. five hundred dollars and a year's supply of uh, dog food. A year's supply of dog food, you say? So yeah, they uh, they hatch a scheme mm-hmm. to enter Zoidberg in the pet show. That's true. But we'll get to that in a second. Put a pin in that one. Uh, they, uh, we go to the sheep herding trial, uh, Leela, uh, a- after a dog does a very competent job of he- herding these sheep, Leela points out the biggest competitor, the Hypnotoad. And the Hypnotoad is just a big, like, big toad. Yeah. Uh, with eyes that go, and it just, it hypnotizes all the sheep. To go into the pen and close the pen. Uh-huh. And then even when the judges are like, is, is that Conferring, like, yeah. they're trying to figure out if this is allowed. 
it turns to them and then they just all give it a 10. Mm-hmm. I believe this is the first uh, reference of the Hypnotoad. In- it is. And I have been waiting for the Hypnotoad reference. Why is that? You know very well. I'm, I, I have to be audi- <laughs> audience surrogate sometimes. Yeah, except I'm about to talk about your wife, so you obviously know. Audience surrogate. So, yes, when we're, when we're hanging out at Mike's <laughs> place, uh, we all have our own little beer koozie to put our beer mm-hmm. in. And Mike's wife, who is a genius when it comes to puffy paint. Mm-hmm. She likes to say that she got her, uh, her degree in puffy paint with a minor in the things she actually got a degree for. Just like that. And so, yeah, she she's actually very good. And so, uh, unlike, say, yours, which is covered in logos of sports teams that suck. Sports go sports. And yes, uh, only only <laughs> some of them suck. Let's hold off on that. Just I'm not going to get into it because this is your story, but just... Hmm. I mean, Jaguars, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. Go ahead. For mine, she painted a fantastic rendition of the hypnotoad and then on the other side it says all glory to the hypnotoad and it is maybe the best thing um i know i've got a picture of it somewhere i'll totally post it on the yeah i imagine that it'll show up on the the twitter feed oh yeah it's gonna because it's it's so good and i have to show it off because every time i'm over at your place and i'm drinking a beer the hypnotoad's there and it's the best thing it's true i yeah those are all things on a related note about how awesome the Hypnotoad is, my Wi-Fi name is all Wi-Fi to the Hypnotoad. I'm a little Hypnotoad obsessed. I'm kind of getting the that now, yeah. I mean, all glory to the Hypnotoad, right? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Anyways, those are my Hypnotoad stories, and I've been waiting since basically <laughs> day one of this podcast. Th- th- we've actually hit the reason we started the podcast in the first place. It's over. This is the last ep- no, because there's more. <laughs> there's more Hypnotoad later on. That's well, true. Yeah. We can't. We can't end until there's. No- we've run out of Hypnotoad. We literally can't end because the Hypnotoad is making us do this podcast. Just, just don't, don't make eye contact. Just, just keep making dumb jokes. Okay, yeah, that's all my hypnotoad stories. Let's move on with the. I just, I'm really excited about the hypnotoad. No, I, no, I. It's, Let's it, move on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so then Nibbler uh, takes his turn at the sheep herding trial, and Leela puts her down and put puts Nibbler down and says, "Go for it." And uh, Nibbler goes goes over there and eats them instead of herding them in about three seconds. Like mm-hmm. he eats four sheep in maybe three to five seconds, which is. Honestly, I'd give him some points for that because that's pretty amazing. Sure. And to be fair, he herded them all into his mouth. So that's pretty impressive as well. It's true. Technicality. Does the rules say that you need to herd them into the pen? Unfortunately, we don't have the minutia of the rules from the episode of Futurama. Why I think not? it would have been a better episode not to... not <laughs> to the spoil- entire rest of the episode was just them going over mm-hmm. the rule book. Not, not to spoil my grades, but... I'm just saying, if there was more minutia on what rules were and were weren't allowed, I would have a better uh, opinion. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, it, it, it is. It, he's he's known to be a very fast and good eater, based on the first episode where Nibbler shows up and he eats in the entire cargo bay of the oh yeah ship sure filled with these animals and he eats them all and. In a split second. I'm just saying four sheep in five seconds is amazing. Mm -hmm. I wish I could eat that fast. Do I? No. Yeah, that's correct. Meanwhile, Bender is formally entering 
his pet, Mr. Zoidberg, a hard shell whooping terrier, into the competition. And he, he uh, Bender has a whip that he uses uh, to great effect. Um, this They end up going through kind of a montage-ish kind of thing. Um, Bender kind of whips him throughout a, an agility course where uh, Zoidberg does a really nice uh, uh, bar routine. Like oh a, yeah, flawless dismount. Very good. Land, uh, uh, stuck that landing and everything. Um, he then gets inspected by one of the judges and is tickled by the judge. And then after that, he does a, I guess, talent portion, I suppose, where he is doing a like flamenco dance with his claws being little castanets. Yeah. His uh, uh, Bender says, I should be crying. I'm not crying in a very aggressive tone. Meanwhile, uh, Nibbler is getting sort of a, a one-on-one with a judge. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what... Leela's trying kind of, to coax him into yeah. doing something. It's kind of like an inspection kind of thing. Like, and make sure that the, the haunches are in the right spot. And her like excuse that. is that usually uh, he's had more ham by now. And then he spots a pink pig balloon that mm-hmm. some kid has, runs over and bites it, and then... I just wrote chaos ensues because sure. he like flies around and, yeah, he and goes, hits some lights. And yeah, he goes up into the rafters, the balloon pops, and he falls directly into a bowl of cream, uh, which some cats were waiting by, and it splashes onto people, and the cats start attacking them with licks. Uh, sure. Mm-hmm. Then we go to the award ceremony. Mm-hmm. Uh, third place is Dave Spiegel and his owner, Fluffers. And <laughs> which is one of my favorite sight gags in the entirety of Futurama because it cuts to Dave Spiegel and it's this guy's face and then it zooms out and he's the pet, this like naked little human being carried by this giant cat woman. Mm-hmm. It's it it is amazing to see. And I know that uh they make an appearance in at least one other in the episode where uh, they have to take Nibbler to the vet, the vet yes. because, yeah, so he's actually made an appearance before, mm-hmm. um, but this is that first time where it's sort of codified. They're like, oh, yeah, he's just this random, like, human dude who's a pet to a cat woman. It's, 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 you're right in the sight gag being incredible because you, also the way they, they announce it, it sounds like he is the, the owner and his owner fluffers, which is terrific. It's, it's all very good. Mr. Zoidberg gets second place, which Bender points out as a fancy word for losing. It's true. And then they kind of take a moment to give a special award to Leela and Nibbler. Who gets dumbest pet in show. And everybody laughs. That seems mean to me. I wouldn't want to laugh at the thing that just downed five sheep in three seconds. Also, yes. Four sheep in five seconds. I'm messing up my math. You know what I mean. I I do. And that's a good point that I had forgotten about. Yes. He had destroyed some sheep. You don't want to laugh at that. No, not really. He may be dumb, but he's an eating machine. I just realized uh, he's dumb, but an eating machine can also describe me. Nice. Nice. (laughs) Uh, and then, of course, the Hypnotoad, everybody's favorite. Yep, wins grand wins prize. Wins the grand prize. Uh, and that's where we get that sound clip where it's all glory to the Hypnotoad, which and- was my ringtone, uh, my uh, text <laughs> message alert for a while, Excellent. actually. And then everybody kind of claps all at once. A very, yeah, very synchronized, like... Yeah, it's it's kind of in a very creepy way, but hilarious. Back at Planet Express... 
The professor says, good news. We were supposed to make a delivery to Tweenus 12, but it's been totally destroyed. Why is that good news? They paid in advance. And then Bender, uh, a boing, boing noise happens. And then Bender's like, excuse me. Which is weird. It's like nobody even addresses it. This must be a thing that happens to Bender all the time. Well, I think it, when when money is being talked about, I imagine he makes a similar noise. Because it sounded like he's very excited about the money. I do I do want to point out that uh before uh Professor comes in, Leela's kind of downtrodden by Nibbler being named dumbest pet in show and so like maybe maybe Nibbler is dumb and, and Fry says the amazing line, People said I was dumb, but I proved them. People said this podcast was dumb and then we approved them. See, it works. It works fantastically. <laughs> uh Hermes takes a, a look at sort of the star chart of these, this line of planets that have mm-hmm. all been one by one destroyed. First, Space Rome collapsed. Then, Don Martin III went kerflui. And then, Tweenus 12. And then, there's one more in that line, and it's Earth. Uh, Fry is confused. That's Earth. The planet we live on. I'd hate to be those guys. Nibbler freaks out and runs, like, he runs and jumps out the second story window. <laughs> yes. Um, and he's he just terrified. He's freaking out. And Leela goes chasing him. Mm-hmm. She's carrying a r- raw ham down uh, a dark alleyway. She uses the phrase, I'd, I guess I'll have to eat this raw dripping ham all by myself. I'm okay with ham. Okay. I'm okay with the with the idea that ham is at one point raw before you cook it. Sure. I don't like the phrase raw dripping ham. That's where I draw mm-hmm. the line. Yeah, it's oddly um it's a very like visceral sort of yeah, visceral kind of like oddly sexual. Oh, I was going like just grossly juicy oh, okay like, maybe i miss it maybe i'm on a different wavelength never mind let's keep going no 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 like i'm thinking of it like in the sense that like when you've when you haven't taken out your garbage for a while and that the bag's kind of dripping it's like i mine mine's on the gross end uh-huh gross but i'm a vegetarian so you know what do you care wait <laughs> why is this being turned back to me because you're the one who's like, oh, yeah, dripping ham is sexual. <laughs> no, it's the, the way that the line was delivered. It's not about the, the ham itself. If I'm going to eat ham, it's going to be good cooked. Um, good cooked ham, Ben. Good cooked ham. It's the delivery of the line is what I'm discussing. Never mind. Let's keep moving on. Leela gets attacked by giant brains. Sure does. And she, she runs from them. Diving under a like a, a fence, uh-huh. which they can't seem to figure out how to get around. Oh, well, the, the f- brains don't have fences. See, they no, have blood brain barriers. You're That's right. a different thing. You're you're absolutely right. I didn't even think of that. Thank you for for enlightening me. Um. So then Leela sees Nibbler pulling out a spa- a little tiny spaceship and getting in. Mm-hmm. And he looks really like sad. Like, he's like, I know I'm a... Aban- it's this look of, like, I know I'm abandoning you, but this is how it's got to be. Peace. And he starts kind of floating up while Leela's about to get attacked by these brains, and then uh, he he ha- has a second thought, lowers back down, Leela hop, d- dives into it, and they fly away. 
Uh, we get a little exposition, which is weird because Nibbler says it and is like, wah, 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 but then he's telepathically transmitting thoughts to Leela. So she repeats it. Sort of a weird middleman translation. Basically, he's uh, he's explaining that like his race has been uh, alive since the dawn of time and blah, blah, blah. And she asks, so how did the universe begin? And uh, he says some things and she's like, so the, that means the meaning of life is and he's kind of nods. And she's like, so every religion is wrong. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> which makes that, it's that worth that weird middleman yeah. translation. Cause it's like, what did we just miss? <laughs> exactly. What, what did, what does all the world's religions have wrong? What about the space Pope? Well, the space Pope's reptilian. So it's true. But what does he have wrong? I don't have time to get into that right now. I'm just I'm giving that as a thought for the for the listener to decide. If you know what's wrong with the space pope, <laughs> tweet us at Back to Futurama. So, meanwhile, back on Earth, everybody is getting straight up dumb, dumber than usual. Bender is worried because his heart has stopped. He's a robot, and he's also worried that his skin is all dry and clanky. He's metal. He's a robot. Fry, Fry in this sequence is the most intelligent person in every interaction, which is a change. Uh, there are a couple of other moments of, of dumbness, but my only... Like Zoe, Zoidberg my, wanting to go outside. Yeah, my my only other one I, I specifically wanted to bring up was Zoidberg, because he's sitting, sitting there trying to uh, claw, one of claw his, own. his own little face tentacles. Yeah tendrils however tentacles is probably correct and um and he's like zoibi want balloon zoibi want go outside like suddenly he and, calls himself zoibi yeah and i believe fry is like i just let you out a minute ago <laughs> yeah also fry turns on the tv and there's a morbo and linda newscast and they're both totally dumb uh-huh they're reporting on a a subway uh a train derailment mm-hmm. and the mayor said no worry i'm gonna send in more trains and then literally live they showed them crashing into one another and then people getting into the crash chain my favorite part is that morbo can't understand that he can't read the teleprompter anymore he's uh-huh. like i forget how you say that little letter that looks like a man with a tiny hat it's a t it goes tuh hello little man i will destroy you <laughs> So at least he stays on brand about destroying things. Yeah, he may be dumb, but he he knows what he needs. And then uh, everybody, or Fry Fry is like, wow, everybody got real dumb. Uh, and it's at that moment, uh, they decide that they should buy internet stock. And then Zoidberg's like, on margin, Zoidby want to buy on margin. <laughs> Zoidberg as dumb is so very good. He is like the most impulsive, just like making the absolute worst decisions at all times. It, and it's not like it's a that much of a veneer on what Zoidberg actually is most of the time. It's just like removing any doubt. Because Zoidberg is impulsive most of the time anyway. Yeah, but he's like sly impulsive. Yeah, that's true. Like he he's nonchalant about it. It's true. Mm-hmm. We, there's precedent for him being nonchalant. 
For him saying nonchalant, yeah. someone else was nonchalant. Stop rubbing our noses in it. I like the word nonchalant is the point of that story. <laughs> so yet, yet another perfect story delivered by Back to the Futurama. Leela and Nibbler land on planet Eternium at the exact center of the universe. Uh, they go to the Hall of Forever, 10 miles west of the exact center of the universe. So there it turns out that there's an entire race of Nibblers called Nibblonians mm-hmm. that look all very much like Nibblers, small and cute with the little third eye on the stalk, and um, they're all very adorable. Mm-hmm. They try to act like they're fearsome, but they are incredibly adorable. Like at one point, Leela's even petting one and she's like purring like a cat, mm-hmm. like ridiculously adorable mm-hmm. yeah nibbler is determined or uh, revealed to be the ambassador to earth um home of the pizza bagel home of the pizza bagel and they meet with the elders of the nibblonians who did uh let leela know that the brain spawn who have been fighting with the nibblonians since the since a millisecond after the big bang right because somehow somehow in the crucible of the Big Bang, the Nibblonians were already 17 years old. Somehow. That's an exercise for the listener to decide. Yeah, I'm not really going to... No, yeah, it's just a thing. Yeah. The brain spawn hate all consciousness and want to wipe out all thought in the universe. There's only one person that can resist them. A child of destiny whose bizarre brainwave pattern makes him immune to the brain spawn. And then it shows a video feed of Fry doing something stupid. I don't remember what he's doing. I think it's like him picking his, his toenails or something. Yeah, probably. It's, it sounds like Fry. It's on brand for Fry. Yeah, on brand. Um, and uh, so uh, on Earth, Fry is uh, literally trying to get people to stop being so dumb. He picks up a megaphone going the wrong way and yells at them until a bird squawks in the the half that you actually speak into and it is amplified into his face on the level of futurama memes fry screaming backwards into the megaphone is pretty far up there it's true maybe top five Mm -hmm. like maybe maybe skirting in at that five spot i yeah that's a pretty good one if i could do a casey Kasem impersonation right now this is where i'd count down to futurama's best memes of 2017 but i can't do a casey Kasem accent sure but are you gonna go through them or no I'm excited. I'd have to actually quantify them. Um, Shut up and take my money. Mm -hmm. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Uh Uh-huh. Not sure if. Not sure if. Not sure if has to be number one. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, not not sure if is number one. Okay. Shut up and take my money, number two. Okay. I don't want to live on this planet anymore, number three. Sure. Um, Is the hypnototo meme at this point? Uh, I don't think, I don't think it's traversed into the, I don't think it has ascended into okay. the, the top five, the or just the meme mainstream world. of memes. It's Got like it. a good Futurama meme. It's not a good meme that is Futurama. Okay. Uh, what about, uh, let's see. Why not Zoidberg? Ooh, yeah. Okay. That's why good. not, why not Zoidberg? And then, yeah, I'll put, Oh, your, your song is bad and you should feel bad. Oh, see, this is difficult. Okay, yeah, your blank is bad, and you should feel bad. Is gonna be number four, I think. Okay, this is tough. See, you you started this. 
I did. I dug my own hole, and now I have to sleep in it. That's the phrase. That's the saying. Well, that's, that's a very popular. I mean, phrase. fries tends to to create holes and then sleep in them. So okay, I might need to come back to this countdown then because this is tough. Hmm. I'm I'm pretty pretty solid in my choice for not sure if being the best of all. Yeah, I I, I think I, I think I would personally go up with shut up and take my money, but okay. Well, uh, this is this is like of all things, I really want to hear what, what <laughs> absolutely our please. listeners have to say about best Futurama memes. Oh yeah, um, because like I didn't mean to go down this rabbit hole, and now I'm in it. Like this is <laughs> I live here now. <laughs> this is where Ben lives, and he cares very much. I do too, but but Ben lives in it. I'm just visiting. Uh, please tweet at us at Back to Futurama. Anyways, yes, he shoot he he shouts into a megaphone backwards, and a bird squawks, and then like when the bird squawks, he actually gets physically blown backwards, sure. which I think really sells the bit. Uh, but we've talked about that more than enough. Um, it's true. Um, Fry. It is revealed that Fry is immune to the brains uh, because or the brain spawn because they attack Delta brainwaves. But Fry doesn't have those brainwaves. He somehow cobbled together a random assortment of other brainwaves into a working mind. And then Leela's like, like a prom dress made out of carpet remnants. And then Nibbler's like, yes, like your prom dress. Nibbler just throwing shade. <laughs> throwing shade. It's wonderful. I like, I like the fact that they call it a working mind for Fry. I mean, he continues to exist. He continues to exist, That's basically all he does, but he continues to exist. I guess he does have rare moments of intelligence, so. It's true. Like, maybe that's, you're always talking about his elastic intelligence. Oh, you're right. Maybe it's based on what brainwave is functioning at any given time. You know what? That might be it. I think we solved this theory. Pack it up. Go home. Crack open a beer. Hang T- out. T- turn on a fan in an AC unit. Hang out in a hammock. In just, the breeze. Just relax. Because you solved it. You solved the mystery. And then have a have a good good time. Fry is teaching a class to everybody at, at Planet Express. Uh, literally, the chalkboard says Fry's Dumb School. Yes. <laughs> And he's giving a history lesson about who the first president was, which he's literally, he holds up the head of George Washington in a jar and says, this is George Washington, our first president. Quiz time. Who was the first president of the United States? Bender says, a pickle jar? (laughs) And George Washington's head himself says, Thomas Jefferson? (laughs) It's, it's, It's really incredible. Um, So, uh, Leela... Uh, before before the yeah we kind of skipped, skipped i was very excited to talk I mean, about fry's dumb school oh, so man. let's back it up for i a understand moment. your excitement about the dumb school i get it um so there is one big brain that fry has to defeat for to be able to defeat all brains on on earth um, um instead of trusting leela to tell fry because she'll be indomined basically when she gets onto earth the neblonians have pinned it on a note to her chest They've also prepared a bag lunch and some mittens. I hope for pure irony's sake that they gave her a ham sandwich as lunch. I I sure hope so. See, this is a detail that would have Mm -hmm. raised my grade. So, yeah, Leela 
basically basically crashes Nibbler's ship into Planet Express. Yeah. Hops out and is immediately dumb. She can't even remember why she is there. Only that she has to tell Fry something. Re- remembers enough to hand him the note. And then he's like, ah, oh, thanks. Blows his nose on it and throws it into the fire. Um, Alila tries to go get it from the fire and says, ow, fire hot. <laughs> and the professor's like, the professee will help. <laughs> Which, first of all, I love how everybody <laughs> and every, I mean, everybody is is shortening their names and like Zoibi, the professee. I mean, like, professee doesn't even shorten it. No, it doesn't. <laughs> he's just like, the professee will help. Like everybody's doing it. <laughs> it's wonderful. And then he he goes in to get it and it's like, oh, fire indeed hot. And after that initial burn, he's just sort of standing there with his arm on fire, not moving, and just that visual makes me laugh every time where he's just looking at his arm on fire. It's like, like fire indeed hot. Like not knowing what to do. And Fry comes in and and pours the pours out <laughs> Chester A. Arthur and it's in a jar his head in a jar and it's fluid which puts out the fire chester a arthur <laughs> on the floor and he's like chester a arthur fall down <laughs> it's it, oh man it's just it's so incredible okay so here's here's where i have to make a confession because uh i didn't have time to watch the episode <gasps> like I normally do because I've been working some overtime this week to fill in for somebody who's out on PTO. So I watched about to this point on my lunch break today. And then instead of watching the episode, I came home and ate ice cream. So while I did watch the rest of the episode, I have no notes on it. So I'm flying blind. So here we go. This can only help things. Well, we're we're such a professional podcast already. I don't know how uh, this might be irrevocable damage. Look, all I'm saying is is that this is how life is until we somehow make all the money with this podcast, despite never asking for money. Yeah. If you'd so, like to give us money, please tweet at Back to Future. Please tweet money at us. <laughs> yes. Just, just, <laughs> just tweet the image, shut up and take my money at us, and we will be very thankful. Thank you. Oh, it comes back around. It okay. sure does. See, that's why the meme is number one. Uh, so Leela manages to remember enough of, uh, of the point yeah. that she's there to, to tell Fry that basically he has to go fight the biggest sure. brain of all. He, she says, brain make people dumb. And Fry says, no, brain make people smart and points at his head multiple times until Leela actually like literally physically turns him around to look at the actual floating. I mean, brains. I'm going to give Fry points for this one because like, he's not wrong. He's not, but he's very smug about it. He can be smug about being smart so few times in his life. I'm still going to give him this one. It's true. There's the worms, the brains. You're right. So, yes. Uh, so, Fry has to go fight the biggest brain. Well, that's he, it's like a nerd, right? Where do nerds go? <gasps> the, the library. library. <laughs> his... I, I again th- that's that's a moment of actual into- like he recognized that a brain might want to go steal more knowledge out of books so even though he can't say the word library no i think he cannot. had a pretty good piece of logic there yeah but at the same time we're nerds and on a given day we're either doing this dumb podcast uh-huh. or we're drinking and playing dungeons and dragons um 
So I see no problem with this. But we don't ever we don't do those things at the library. Maybe we should. Let's do this podcast at a library. I'm sure that would go well. Shh. We're just trying to do our podcast. Shh. Come on, we're just trying to be funny. Get out. It's just like that. That that, that is a a a, uh, a play in one act. Back to the Futurama gets kicked out of a library. Coming to your library soon. I don't want to skip too far ahead to grades, but I give that an F. So oh, I tried really hard on that one. <laughs> I'm, uh. A for effort, though. Hey, there we go. You got something. So <laughs> they he, so they go. <laughs> so Fry Fry goes to the the library, not the library, but the library, uh, and the big brain is reading books in the ancient literature section fry and leela show up and uh the the he he, like his first instinct is to make a quip and throw a book at the brain well the brain also tries to use his stupefaction ray on fry and it has no effect and then so so fry's plan by throwing a book doesn't actually work so he's like i have to think of a new plan and thinks and thinks and, and then it turns out that the brain is damaged by uh, by other people thinking. So Fry's like, I got to think of a way to use that. <laughs> and then the moment the idea clicks where he's like, oh, I just need to think of things. He's like, Leela, give me a topic. And she responds, go. Like, no, seriously, I can't think of anything. <laughs> And then he decides the way to do this is to read a book, mm-hmm. um, but not... The not just any book. Hardy Boys are too easy. Nancy Drew is too hard. <laughs> ah, Bonfire of the Vanities. That's a pretty big jump going from like, <laughs> Nancy Drew is too hard. I know, Bonfire of the Vanities. <laughs> um, and he's so he's reading. He's like, take this. And like every time uh-huh. like, the brain... I, I didn't understand this sentence, but take this one. The brain gets a little more hurt, and then so the brain's retaliation is to uh, he he makes a very nerdy claim of every one of these books is a mental realm to imprison you in, which is you know I guess supposedly is, is pretty true. Like uh-huh. books are cool, kids, but yeah. um, he's taking it a little li- literally because he sort of connects his mind ray to Fry and then to a book. Uh, Leela is also going. Leela's also in this as well. Yes, and so he puts them into Moby Dick. Fry and Leela show up in this tiny boat with Ahab and Queequeg, and uh, they see uh, the brain floating up, and they Fry tries to attack it, but Queequeg says, "No, that is not a white whale. It's a great gray thinky whale." <laughs> it's like, not wrong. Yeah. So uh, the 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 brain says, "Have fun in this symbolic tomb," and dives and fry's like the only way to get out is to follow him get him and then so next they go into um tom sawyer and they where tom sawyer has convinced the brain to whitewash aunt polly's fence Mm -hmm. and then basically let let this slice of americana be your tomb and i just like how tom sawyer's like please no Why like, would he be so upset? <laughs> he's the most upset, though. <laughs> he's like everybody else is like, all right, fine. And like, um, yeah, that sucks, I guess. But like, <laughs> Tom Sawyer's like, please, no. 
uh, they then chase them, chase the the brain to Pride and Prejudice, which I feel like we need friend of the podcast Tema here for because she knows way more about Pride and Prejudice than either one of us do. There's a Mister Darcy. Yes, and that's all I got. I imagine that there is pride and probably some prejudice in there. I imagine there's pre- prejudice and then it goes away. It, it's 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 corrected. Interesting. But the um, pride is always there. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Your delivery on that was very good. I, I appreciate it. So they are at a ball of some sort that probably happens in the book. Who knows? <laughs> well, they take some liberties. You mean that Pride and Prejudice doesn't feature a big brain? I didn't read it all that hard. Or the movies, but I don't remember Giant Brain. Now, in the movie, because I know Colin Firth's in it, does he play the brain? He must, if that's the case. <laughs> I, I want to see this. Let's just, check, let's just check this on Wikipedia here. And yeah, yeah, it definitely says, as of now, that the brain is uh, played by Colin Firth. So... It sure does. And don't look at the edit history whatsoever <laughs> on that Wikipedia. Um, they're at a party, uh, a, ball. Some, a ball of some sort. And uh, some people are, are talking to like Fry and... And, and then uh, the most eligible bachelor in, in the town, Mr. Brainly comes in. And he comes in. And he's like, I am a giant brain. And everybody's like, how rude. <laughs> Always got to have your manners. Mm hmm. So uh, Fry takes some of the whitewashing paint from Tom Sawyer and throws it on the brain. And that means that now they can... The whale is white now. The gray thinky whale is a white whale now. And so they start chucking spears at it. Ahab takes, like, tears off his peg leg and starts beating the the brain with it. It's it's kind of a wonderful sight to see. Meanwhile, Fry's like, okay, I've got an idea. You distract the brain and he runs out the window and um it cuts back into the library where he has been able to break three to break free of the the mind prison he ju- he climbs up a bookshelf smashes the chandelier so that all the uh bulbs are are exposed the wires are exposed yeah. and then he Jumps down to hit the chandelier into the brain and instead misses, hits a bookshelf. The bookshelf falls over, lands on him, breaks his neck, and he dies. While Leela is watching and saying, don't die, wake up. And then we find out it was all a ruse because instead Fry is writing his own book uh, that uh, makes the brain think that Fry's dead and that was apparently its mission the whole time. And now it's going to leave Earth for no reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a lot of wonderful uh, uh, lines like, now I'm leaving Earth for no reason. I am the greatest. Uh-huh. Well, because it's a, it's a book Fry wrote full sure. of plot holes and spelling errors. Sure is. <laughs> and Leela immediately starts getting smarter, mm-hmm. like by the end of her sentence. Um, she uses, at the beginning, she's like, me getting smarter? With cognitive learning abilities. And 
And so the world has been saved once the Nib- Niblonians go in and eat all the brains. Which always kind of disgusts me a little bit because they make that nibbler eating sound. There's a lot of the, slurping. On the brains. I don't really care for yeah, that it's not, sound. It's not an ideal sound. Um, yeah, the Niblonians leave and then uh, we get a little exit uh, narration by Nibbler. Like an who, epilogue a little bit. Yeah, that's the word... Now who's bad with words? Uh-huh. Exit narration. Mike's elastic intelligence corner. So, yes, we get a little epilogue from Nibbler who explains that only Fry could remember anything about the brains and nobody and no believed, him. believed him or cared what he had to say. Meanwhile, Nibbler is going to remain stationed on Earth to uh, make sure that the brains never come back. And then... Leela flips him over and is like, time for a diapy change. He's like, end transmission. And then credits. And the end of the episode means it's time for grades. Uh, So in general, I really like this episode. It's got a lot of good gags. Uh, It sets up some plot things. Like we find out that Nibbler is an actual like intelligent creature who's thousands and thousands of years old so we get we get that bit the brains come back in a later episode mm-hmm. so you know it's setting stuff up for the future um you know that it's it's a pretty solid episode um i i found myself laughing quite a bit there's a lot of good gags maybe not i'm, I'm not gonna say like the best futurama gags but good solid gags mm-hmm. um you do get that the megaphone bit you get um, I know you and I always say like, uh, for no reason <laughs> we do, uh, because we're very explicitly re- referencing this episode. So it's, it's really good. I mean, it's, it's good. It's solid. Um, B plus. Yeah. It's, it's, it does set up a lot of plot things, which is very, um, on a, on a rewatch like this is, uh, really nice to see how they're kind of building the the different foundations to what they do in later episodes. Um, uh, perhaps that's not as useful as a first time, but you do get a lot of world building with this, with Nibbler being, you know, uh, basically a forever cat thing, uh, an adorable, but fearsome uh, Nib- Nibblonian. Uh, you, I mean, it, it's got very, it's got good gags. Like you mentioned, got good jokes, there's a lot of good Zoidberg that when everybody's dumb, it's it's basically let's the writers do whatever they want with jokes because that you're you're basically allowing them a sandbox because now this character's dumb. What would they do? Who Zoib- knows? Zoibi went by on margin <laughs> and call himself Zoibi, <laughs> which I love so much. So it 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 feels like like they were uh, they were very clearly like we want this to have stakes because it it does have stakes, but. There's ridiculousness over here. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's a very well-balanced uh, Futurama episode because you've got both sides of it. Um, you do get to learn a lot of qu- good stuff. There's a lot of good funny bits to it. I'm going to give it... Uh, you give it a B plus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's about right. I'll give it a B plus as well. All right, cool. As always, we want to hear what you think about this episode, other episodes, various anything about Futurama. Seriously, like tweet at us your top five Futurama memes because like that is... I really, really want to know that now. Yes, we're not um, joking. We want to see that. And if you can do a good Casey Kasem impersonation, like, let's talk. Send in, send in you reading a list and like. I like how you're pre-sourcing future bits. 
No, I mean, like, man, I just, I want to hear Casey Kasem counting down the top five Futurama memes. Because that'd be great. You know it would be great. Don't it, look at me like that. It would be great. I'm just, it's just very silly. Because the rest of this podcast is 100% serious all that's, the time. That's true. Like my one act play, Back to the Futurama gets kicked out of a library. F. So. A for effort. Yeah, if you want to get in contact with us for any reason, really, feel free to send us an email at backtothefuturamapodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at backtofuturama. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash backtofuturama. And we are on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. Uh, Please find us and rate, review, and subscribe. It definitely helps us find more people and we can connect all all, all, all these Futurama fans together and have a good time. And until next time, I'm Ben. I'm Casey Kasem. And I'm Mike. Goodbye from the world of tomorrow. Tomorrow.